Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. I'm Grace Atwood. And we have such an amazing guest today. Oh, my God. We are freaking out. She is incredible. Full disclosure, we recorded the interview a couple of weeks ago. We've been dying to share it. We have Katherine Gallagher from the TV show You as our guest today, and we're dying. Yes, she is. This is such a fun interview, and she is just so lovely. I couldn't get over how down-to-earth and nice and normal she is. Truly. But before we get into that, I want to talk about one of our sponsors today, the Night Pillow. This episode is sponsored by Night Pillow. We've told you before, and I'm not lying. Everyone keeps DMing me and be like, being like, do you really like it? That's my pet peeve as an influencer. I'm like, I would never support something I didn't really love. But we love our Night Pillow. We literally could not sleep without them. So Night is on a mission to support a better you one night at a time. You spend a third of your time asleep, so you better love your pillow. Yes, the night pillow has been called the most comfortable pillow in the world by celebrities, influencers, and me. Rumor has it Madonna and Kim Kardashian are big fans too. We're going to talk more about the night pillow later in this episode, but if you would like to try it and use our discount code, go to visit discovernight.com and enter code BOP20 at checkout for 20% off your order. So that's discovernight.com, 20% off with code BOP20. Yes. We have some big news. Uh, We have some really big news. news. We alluded to it in past episodes. We talked about it on social media, but we have not talked about it on the pod. Becca, I just like, I want to say this for a fact. What are we doing in June and May? We're going on tour. What are we doing? We're going on tour. We're going on tour, you guys. I can't believe, like, if you told me this a year ago when we started this podcast that we would be going on tour... I would be like, yeah, for Grace, what? what? Like, for what thing? I don't understand. Like, you're going on a road trip? Yeah. So we are going on a little bit of a – we're not driving any of these places. We're not. So we have a mini a live mini? show tour. Mm-hmm. We are going to be in Chicago on May 29th. In D.C. on June 7th. In Boston on June 20th. That's like a mini hometown show. Yes, we're so excited. That's going to be a big one for us, I think. Charleston on June 27th, which is my second home. So, so excited. And then Nashville on June 28th. Yes. So go to badonpaperpodcast.com slash live and all the shows are listed and linked there so you can buy tickets. There's also a meet and greet after that you can buy an add-on for if you want to meet us after the show. Yes. We would love to meet you. Yes. And I can't wait. We had such a fun time in our New York live show. It was the best night of my life. I got to tell you, I can't I can't spill all the tea, but we have some really good guests. Oh, my God. We spent today reaching out to all of our our guests, except Charleston. I'm working on that tomorrow, I think. Right. Um, and they are amazing. So we'll, we'll be announcing them. So keep like stay tuned on Instagram, Instagram stories, and we'll talk more about them as the episodes come up. But we... Like, it's a sick lineup in every city. Come see us. It's strong. I would love it if you brought a friend and, like, introduced them to the podcast because, I mean, going to these things is more fun with a friend. Yes. They're all at, uh, except for Charleston, all of the other shows are at City Winery, which is such a nice venue. So there's going to be good wine. It'll be, like, they have good food. It's, like, a really nice place. Bring a friend. Hopefully, we're really fun and sparkly. We'll be super sparkly for you. 
And I'm so excited, Grace. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us too. But also just so excited to make more of our fake friends into IRL friends. Totally. And honestly, so much of this tour is based on you guys DMing us and asking us to come to these cities. So we want to do more shows in other cities, but we could only commit to five because I'm pretty stressed. We're pretty stressed. And it's actually quite a bit of work to plan these. So help um, us make them a success. Yeah. And then we want to go more make places. Make them a success and we'll do more. Okay. That's yeah. all we're going to do for now, but you're going to yes. hear more about this in other Yes, but episodes. buy your tickets before they sell out. Some of these venues are really small. Yeah. Um, so definitely yeah. get jump on tickets because the venues are – some of the venues are smaller than New York. Yeah. Okay. Grace, highs and lows. Okay. So my high is definitely the live shows, but something I haven't talked about on the podcast or anywhere really because I, I feel like the term anxiety – the word anxiety is just like thrown around so much, especially in the blogger universe. Um. I have had like crippling anxiety for the past probably three weeks, basically like the week leading up to our first live show until probably this past weekend. So maybe even a month. Like you I talked was, about this with me in real life. Yeah. And I was like – I was starting to be a little bit concerned about my health. Like I would ha- was having like very bad um, chest pains. But then I would notice that if I had a drink or like when I got a massage when we were on vacation, it went away. So I was like, okay, so this isn't like – I'm not having chest pains all the time. It's just when I'm thinking about work or whatever. Well, this weekend, they're finally gone. I think it's because I'm finally caught up on work and I'm finally like, I just, I don't know, just in a place where I feel like the whole world isn't exploding around me. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. I, I really hate to complain and stuff because I feel so lucky about all the work I have going on and everything like happening with Sephora and with the podcast and with the live shows. But um, it's been a very stressful period for me. I'm glad that you feel better. I was having secondhand health anxiety for you. Yeah. So you don't like to tell your friends, hey, I'm having chest pain. I know. We yeah. literally had a conversation. We were like, at what point do you go to the doctor? Yeah, it was it was right. It was basically right when I had given myself the windows like I'm going to have to go to the doctor this week. And then this weekend it went away. I'm so glad. Yeah. And I hate the doctor. So glad I didn't have to go. What about you, Becca? So hopefully – so when this episode goes live – This is future Becca we're talking future to. Future Becca will have moved. I move on um, April 30th. So hopefully my high is that I moved. Everything went smoothly. I'm in my beautiful new apartment. But, like, reality is that I'm so excited about more live shows. June is going to be awesome. I can't wait. I am so excited. Like, I'm, I'm getting a new neighbor – we're going on tour. This We're going to be able to share cabs to the airport now. I know. That's going to be wonderful. It's going to be real convenient. Yeah. 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 What about lows? Oh, so my low, I've just had this lingering feeling like I'm getting sick. And this happens every change of season. So I don't know if it's allergies. It's always worse when I go running outside. But um, it's just that feeling like I'm getting sick and just feel like a little like I have this lingering cough and like that like tickle at the back of my throat. So I've been taking lots of apple cider vinegar, which is my solution for that, like one big tablespoon in the morning, and I already feel better, but I don't want to get sick. We don't have – right now, like, we do not have the bandwidth for me to get sick. How about you? Oh, God, I'm looking at this. Okay. (laughs) I have two. One of them I wasn't going to talk about, but I'm I'm going to. She talked about it at our live show, and it was hilarious. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh. So come to our live show and hear my secrets in person. Yeah. Okay. We will tell you all. We'll we'll get real with you at the live shows. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. So my first low is that I was at a bachelorette party this weekend, and my life force has been drained from me. 
I am like too old to like go hard drinking three nights in a row. I'm dead. I my I worked out yesterday, Grace. Like I think my muscles have atrophied. I I don't know how you did that. She was at a bachelorette party with 20 girls. It was intense. So that's my one low is that I'm feeling like it's not a 20 hangover. girls. That is my worst nightmare. It's not a hangover per se. It is just like my body is ruined. Ugh, so my second low is I've been trying not to complain about moving stress. I know I said last week my low was money anxiety about moving, but I am in the thick of it. Right now we're recording this um, a week before I move and I got bins delivered yesterday. I was trying to pack boxes last night. I, I made a dent, but I have a really busy week this week and I'm like, fuck, I have to go sell books. I have to go donate clothes. Like I have to, it's not just packing. It's all the, it's like the purging process is so annoying. I also tweaked my back last night packing. I was not lifting with my knees. I was lifting with my back. Becca, that we learned that in like second grade. So I am so grumpy and so stressed. Grace is an angel. I came over here today. I was at uh, I was at one of my clients' offices all day today, and I was I've been in, like really snappy at Grace, and I keep apologizing, but I'm like not my best self right now. And I came over. Don't go on and leave us a review and say Becca's mean because she's not mean. No, but I'm not my best self right now. But I came over and Grace had like cheese and she made me a cocktail and it was so nice. I feel very taken care of, but I am deep in the stress of moving. Yeah. And I have all these little to do's that I want to ask her and I can't ask her for it. No, you cannot. Also, purging. I've lived in my apartment for six and a half years. The amount of stuff I have accumulated, like, I didn't even realize how much. This was me two years ago when I moved here. And then you accumulate all new stuff. I know. So I'm moving stressed. But I'm excited about our live shows. I'm so excited to talk to Catherine. Yes. She is the absolute best. You guys are going to love this interview. She's so funny. So before we talk to Catherine, though, I want to tell you more about Night Pillow. Yes. So why do we love them? Okay. They are based in New York City, they are female-founded, and the product is really, really unique. So Ashley's 5 turned us on to the product. It's this um, foam, memory foam pillow. So you know like a memory foam mattress that, you know, kind of like shapes to your body? Think of that for a pillow. So I'm a side sleeper, and I feel like my pillows always end up um, like really pancakey. Like it just is mm-hmm. like, I toss and turn a lot and my pillow is just like, flat. With the night pillow, it like it's comfortable, but it rebounds. So like if I turn over, it That's like the thing, the rebound. It's the rebound. So mm-hmm. I find it really comfortable. I can only vouch for side sleepers because that's I'm what I am. I'm a stomach sleeper. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it love, works obviously. really well for mm-hmm. me. It was honestly love at first sleep. Like I had such a good night's sleep the first time I used it. I'm about a month in. Don't want to be without it. I'm saving it last to pack. Mm-hmm. I can't live without mine. So I've, I'm just a terrible sleeper. Like Becca knows this. I also live on the ground floor. It's very loud. I've gotten used to it, but I've struggled with insomnia my whole life. And uh, I sleep so much better with this. Um, 
It's just so supportive. Again, as a stomach sleeper, it's nice because it's not too thick. Like it condenses down. So my, like a lot of pillows are just like way too thick for me because then my head is like floating way up high in my oh, body. Like puts and puts your neck out of alignment. Yeah, and then you wake up with like all that lower back pain. And I know you're not supposed to sleep on your stomach. I always start on my back and then I wake up on my stomach. But um, it's so, so comfortable and it really helps me sleep. And I will just say Tyrion loves it too. I have two in my bed. And I frequently wake up in the middle of the night, and he's just like spread out on on his on his pillow. Whereas he has I'm his mine. own, yeah. Until I get a boyfriend, and then my boyfriend will have his own. So, as if Should I put that on my hinge profile, yeah. Like I have an extra night pillow. I've got an extra night pillow for you. So come over. Like the boys will be lining up. <laughs> I think so. So, as if it weren't enough that this is the most comfortable pillow in the world, it is also really good for your skin because the uh, pillowcase is silk. And it's really good for your hair. So really good for preserving a blowout, preventing breakage. Um, I have thinner hair than Grace. Grace goes like five days with the same blowout. Yeah, I it's find, like better on day five. I find that my blowout sucks. But do you see my hair right now? This is what happens when I don't have a blowout. It's I like know. shit. I find that uh, the night pillow really helps to extend a blowout because I don't know what it is. It's like magic. It's magic. It's, it's a silk. It's a magical it's pillow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So we have a treat for you. If yes. you go to discovernight.com, enter code BOP20, you can get 20% off your pillow. I highly recommend adding a sheet mask or two to your order because the sheet masks are also amazing, but you will not regret this. Becca, tell them about the return policy. Okay. They have a 101 night return policy. So if you buy it, you don't like it, you can return it. I feel very confident that you're not going to do that. But based on the DMs that I'm getting, people are like very sitting on the fence on this. And I want to tell you that like we used this before we brought them on as an advertiser. The pillow is legit great. But if you're not convinced, because it is a little more expensive than a regular pillow, try it and just return it if you don't like it. But you're not going to. You're going to love it. So again, discovernight.com take 20% off with code BOP20 and if you are one of our listeners that bought the night pillow send us a DM and we'll share it so people can hear how much you like it we are so excited to have Catherine Gallagher here with us today so you might know her from one of our TV obsessions you (laughs) you was on Lifetime and then Netflix and Becca and I were both addicted it was also a book series Um, so Catherine played our favorite character, Annika. She was the influencer. Um, But besides that, Catherine is also a singer. She made her debut on Spring Awakening, and she's starring in Jagged Little Pill on Broadway, which premieres this fall. Becca and I are so excited to get tickets and go. It's it's with all of Alanis Morissette's music. Yes. We can't wait. The sounds of my childhood. Yes. (laughs) Last but not least... Her dad is Peter Gallagher. If you were an OC fan, then you know him well. He played Sandy Cohen, and we are both obsessed. Yes. Um, and you inherited his a wonderful eyebrows. You have the, the best brows. Most present eyebrows of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm just no. glad they're in style now because there's nothing I can do to tame them. Yeah. They're just they're here well, to stay. They're perfect. Thank you. Do you do anything? Do you tint them? I tint. Okay. I do tint. I learned about tinting when I was like in college. Okay. And I, had, I had been um, over tweezing. 
Yeah. Uh-oh. It was shameful. It was shameful and it didn't last long. Um, but You're lucky I, they grew back. I overtweezed yeah. when I was young and I still have holes. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. got lucky. I like left them alone for a year. Yeah. And like did not touch. Like they were, there was, it was wild there for a second. Yeah. But then they like, you know, and now I don't wax them. I don't tweeze them. Like this is just what they look like. Yeah. But I'll tend them every now and then. Well, they look great. They really, it saves a step in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Catherine, we put out the call to our audience for questions. Oh, boy. We got, oh, no. We got so many. Oh, no. But before we get into everyone's questions, yes. can you tell us a little bit about how you got into acting and yeah. singing and kind of like what your career trajectory has looked like? Yes. Um, okay. Great question. I, uh, let's see. I, I mean, I've always been singing. I've always been acting. It was always very, very obvious that I was going to be yeah. <laughs> performing in some way, shape or form. Um, and, uh, except for when I was a kid, I thought I could be like a vet by day and a pop star by night. That was sort of like my, oh, I love my that. Idea. Yeah. yeah. And you love animals. I love them. I really do. Oh my God. I'm actually newly vegan, which okay. is, oh. which is a whole, this has like been a week. Okay. A week. <laughs> Very newly. Yeah. And I like always loved animals, but I was like also loved steak, which I yeah. still really do love steaks and I don't miss it cause it's cruel. But, you know, if I did miss it anyway, still talking about steak. Um, no, but so I uh, but I've always been performing. And then um, I got to I started doing musicals in elementary school and or in, a, in a high school, middle school. And then when it was time to I guess when I was 12, I started sort of taking my songwriting more seriously and playing guitar at 12 at 12. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're like a little prodigy. <laughs> and um, and I started like getting into the studio with like my mom's like friend of a friend that she like wrote to her friend and she was like, do you know anyone that would like help her, you know, figure <laughs> out what she's like, how to write songs and, you know, cause there's not, there's not many like lessons for that, you yeah. know? So I started getting into the studio at uh, 13 or 14 maybe. And then I played my first show when I was 15 at the whiskey at go, go. Cause I literally wrote to every venue in Los Angeles and I was like, Hey, what's up? I'm Catherine. I'm 15. And like, I want to play a show. Like, can I? And oh my god, I love that. <laughs> That's like, amazing. The initiative. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean I responded to Craigslist ads. Like I w- even went to a meeting in a pole dancing studio for a um to sing at a bridal no at a at a, a, a bride dress fashion show. I got the part, but my mom who came with me to the meeting because I couldn't drive yet. Um, <laughs> to, <laughs> she was like, we walked into the studio and she was like, I don't think we're going to take this job. And I was like, okay. But the whiskey wrote back and they let me. So I played my first show ever then, which got me my first record deal. Um, and so my whole like sophomore year of high school, I was in the studio and I was recording all the time. And then I, we I had creative differences with the head <laughs> of that label. Um, and uh, and I because re- I really really had an idea of the songs I wanted to be writing and I really yeah. wanted to write them myself and mm-hmm. that was really important to me so we stopped working together and then I was just kind of in high school doing the high school musical and going to band practice after rehearsal after play rehearsal what did you play I played um, in band practice it yeah. was just like my with my band so it was oh, just okay. all the songs I wrote so you were and singing. I played guitar and I'd sing okay. Wait, yeah. Grace, were you in the high school band? Yeah, I what played violin. Play? No way. I was so bad at it. So bad. <laughs> I like begged my parents to let me quit. Like oh I was God. so bad. I wasn't allowed to be in the band. Why? Because so in um in like third grade or whenever when you do the recorder. Right. I got I was really into it because I'm like very of type course. A, but it was really bad. No. And my mom was like, I don't want to listen to this. Like you're you have no musical talent that's amazing she's like this is not your strength (laughs) oh my god god. that's funny 
That's really fun. I played cello in elementary school, but I never played it. I just pretended to. Okay. Because I was like, it was not, it was not my forte. I yeah. was like, this is, I'm going to, I needed to, I, I wanted a little more stage time than that. I yeah. was like, cellos are in the back row. Like, this will not stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I needed, I needed more. Um, but yeah, so basically then I went to college to study songwriting and, um, and then I kind of dropped out and I was like, you know, session writing for other artists and doing the whole LA singer songwriter thing. And I got a call from my friend one day and he was like, Hey, um, my friend Michael is doing this tiny production of Spring Awakening with Deaf West Theater. I played him your stuff. He loves you. Would you meet with him? And then a year and a half after that, we were on Broadway with Spring Awakening. Oh <laughs> my gosh. It was really That's like. That's so cool. And this was a friend that I, I started doing musicals with when I was 11 in LA, Ben Platt, who just, who's amazing. He oh my was God. in Dear Evan Hansen. I loved Dear Evan Hansen. The Politician coming out and his album just came out. Like he's, I need to see it still. It's, oh, it's, it's so high on my it. list. Yeah. Well, Ben's not in it anymore. He's not. He's um, about to tour though. So you have to go see him tour the United States. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So he's been, he, literally like he, that phone call entirely changed the trajectory of my life because I wasn't really acting anymore and. After Spring Awakening, I sort of, I got representation and I started auditioning and yeah, and then yeah. it was, you know, that was so on and so forth. But it was like that literal phone call was just like, it changed the entire trajectory. It's so crazy looking back when you're like, something so simple changed your whole oh, yeah. life. And at the time, yeah. you're just like, oh, my phone's okay. ringing. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if I, you know, if you didn't, if you, the meetings you don't take. And yeah. it, so it's like, you know, I'm, it's kind of given me my philosophy of like, just say yes. You don't really yeah. know who you'll meet or where, where you'll go. And yeah. What'll happen? So how did you happen? Actually, that was kind of another intense moment. I had been auditioning. We closed Spring Awakening, and I had been auditioning for two years with zero success, <laughs> maybe a year and a half. Yeah. And um, But truly, like, had not booked one job. And I'd done little concerts here and there, and I'd been writing, but it was, like, dark. And um, I was about to go to L.A. to work with this incredible production team and really start focusing on music. And my reps sent me this audition and I was like, fine. It's like right before I fly to LA, I'll just go. It's not like I'm going to book it anyway. I don't even look at the materials, which I shouldn't admit, but whatever, fuck it. <laughs> I didn't even look at the materials. I was like so fed up. I went, <laughs> it's funny. I went on this really, really terrible date the night before, which had me just feeling like I can't do anything right. I yeah. was just like, it was like pissing me off. I felt like ugly and unsuccessful and sad and like just like depleted. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, I have this fucking audition. I should probably cancel it. I'm not prepared. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to cancel it without looking at the material. Once. Yeah. And, and I, uh, so basically <laughs> I'll never forget. I was, my friend was staying with me at the time and I read the character description and I said to her, I was like, fuck, I think I could get this job. And I made this like silent deal with myself in my brain, which in retrospect was probably never going to last and whatever. But where I was like, there's, I've never read a role was more in line with my sort of, you know, experience. And I was just like, I can do, I know I can do this. Yeah. So I thought if I don't get this one, I should stop acting. It's not my thing. I got lucky with Spring Awakening, but I've been auditioning now for a year and a half. Haven't even gotten close. Like I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. And um, I sat down for two hours, memorized my lines, read the full pilot and I was like, oh no, not only can I do this role, the script is really, really, really good. And then I got mad at myself for not preparing sooner. I was like, this is stupid. And you were, <laughs> got, let your ego get in the way again. Um, but I'm a Leo. So that's just like, that's par for the <laughs> course. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. I can't help it. I'm too proud. And, um, in all the wrong ways. And, uh, 
And so I went into the audition and I remember walking out and I've never, ever had this instinct before, but I called my dad and I was like, I think I, I think I might've gotten that job. I was like, I don't. And he was like, no. Because <laughs> my dad's really realistic. He was like, Catherine, you don't know. You go in, you do your best. You never know. But like, come on. Like, let's like, he's just really realistic yeah. about it. He's been doing this forever. And he was just like, relax, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you did. That would be great. But let's don't get caught up in that. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah, for sure. Like, you're right. You're right. And, um, and I went to LA. I packed my bags to stay there for three months. My mom and I went on a tiny vacation. We landed back in LA after that. And I had like 27 missed calls and my reps were like, hey, get on a plane. You have to go back to New York. You have a table read on Tuesday. Oh, my God. Oh, Wait, my God. when was this? Because I feel like you was kind of like a, a sleeper hit. We shot it 27 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we shot the show uh, August 2017. We started production. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like when Netflix got hold of it, it just went crazy. It was a, it was insane. We had premiered on Lifetime September 9th. Um, of the, of 2018. Okay. And so over a year after we started shooting and then um we all knew it was a hit when we were shooting it. Yeah. Like, like I remember saying to people like the show's going to be fucking massive. Like there's no way it's not. It's yeah. so good. It's so smart. It's mm-hmm. so funny. And then it premiered and we were on every billboard, every subway station. Like we had I remember the advertising. Yeah. We're everywhere. You couldn't miss us. Yeah. There was a thing going around the influencer world, like with all these sponsored posts about it. And I remember I couldn't go to the premiere of it or like something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was on my radar and I was like, I think I'm going to like this, but I don't have lifetime because of cable. So I, when it came on Netflix, I was like, oh my issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing with millennials, like this generation, it's almost like you've got to be on Netflix or Hulu. You do. I mean, it's, um, and so we kind of, we always knew internationally we were going to be Netflix. That was always part of the deal. But, you know, every week it was like begging people to watch the show on Lifetime. We were just kind of like, and I remember thinking like, you know what? I'm so proud of the work we did. The show is amazing. I know that if, you know, only so many people watch it, that's cool. It's still a great show. And then in December, we all got emails. It was like, hey, we're, you know, here's the post this. It's all on Netflix December 26th. And we were all like, okay, cool. But, you know, we'd already seen that we were like, this is going to be like a cult classic. This yeah. is going to be like a small thing yeah, that like yeah. people really love. And then we sort of like, by December 27th, we all of us were texting each other. We were like, are, are we on a hit show? Like, like is was, this like, yeah. this is like, it was just so surprising because we'd already kind of like been chill with what it, with the sort of like very intimate but very enthusiastic audience that we had. And then it was just, Everyone. It was insane. I feel like I, so I was reluctant to watch the show because I'm a baby and I don't like scary things. Fair. I was all over. I love scary things. I do too. That's me. It was like the beginning of January and every single person I know was watching. Everyone. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have to because now I don't know what they're talking about. And I like. Yeah. It was like the water cooler show of this winter. It was insane. Yeah. I've really never, I've never seen a show so be such a, a quiet moment for so long and then have it be like it you know what I, <laughs> people will always come up to me and they'll be like you know i saw it when it was on lifetime and it reminds me of like when hamilton first got to broadway and everyone was like i mean i saw it at the public so it's like <laughs> oh, that's like the that's comparison so i keep having is like yeah you know lifetime was it was like it was like i saw it off broadway and it's yeah like, yeah mm-hmm. can you I, were ahead of the things can i tell you my terrible <laughs> hamilton story yeah oh it's such a good one so oh, no um you're in a jerk went to high school with lee manuel miranda and um she was like hey my friend lee is is putting on this 
play and it's like in previews and does anyone want to go he like needs an audience and like oh my it was like God. really early and she was like he's putting on this play about alexander hamilton and like does anyone want to go with me and i was like eh, sounds dumb oh and little was, did you know little did i know it was like so early it had no buzz and i was like no sounds sounds terrible sounds stupid that's a thing you never know you never know because and then on the flip side like there are shows that get crazy 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 hype that you see because of the hype and you don't vibe with and mm-hmm. then there are shows that get zero hype that are the greatest shows mm-hmm. of all th- there was yeah. a show significant other that I have to I always talk about because I think it was one of the greatest things I ever saw I've never saw. heard of it so uh, I know other. it was on Broadway with Gideon Glick who I think is one of the most talented people I've ever met and um, it was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen I wept I went alone and like cried my eyes out and like no one talked about it and it broke my heart I think that was one of the best things and there's things that have been really hypey that I've seen I've been like okay cool yeah. So it's like you never know what's going to hit you. Yeah. You never know what's going to, th- you know, and you never know what's going to be Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Because it took me two years to get the, the tickets. The pitch of That's like, dumb. But it's like the pitch of like, I'm going to write a rap musical about a founding father. About like nope. the least important founding father. Yeah. It's really just not something. It's There's no great elevator pitch for it. No. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's like you have to just get in or get out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Can we ask you more questions Please. about you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're very excited to get the <laughs> like, So you said you knew that this part was for you. Yes. Like, did you pull inspiration from your life or was there somebody that you were like looking at and you were like, that's who Annika is? <laughs> you know, the, the thing that I really loved about it is actually didn't the script sort of changed. So what I did for my audition never was actually in the, um, it was like sort of like a, a a variation of something I did later, but it was basically this monologue about, you know, being bullied for her size, being bullied for her body and, you know, feeling that women can't just support each other. Mm -hmm. And so for, I read this and I was like, I've never seen, I've never seen this before. And I was like, and I was so, I related to that so hard. And I just remember, and then the other scene was just dick jokes. So I was like, this, I was like, this is my personality. I was like, this is it. I was, you know, so it was. It, you were so funny. I feel like your character <laughs> added so much level. Well, <laughs> I can't say words today. Your character added so much levity to what was a very serious, dark script. Thank you. It so, was. Yeah. So you were like, OK, like body confidence and dick jokes. Yeah, like, literally. Is- I was like, this is my comfort zone. So <laughs> I, I just dove in. And I'd never really done, I'd never done anything on camera. I'd never done any, um, never done any comedy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the show is comedy, but <laughs> my character is certainly, you know, yeah. the, the levity of the, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, oh, and Zach, Zach Jerry was, is also the brilliant, was his, Ethan is his character name. Oh, okay. I was like, what is his name? What is his name on the like, show? Who? It's been a minute since I watched. I feel like I always thought like maybe Annika and Zach would like, you know, have like, just like a scene where we got to be fun together, but that's for like the that's that happened off off stage, <laughs> off camera. What is it? Is am I doing theater now? Am I doing film? What are we talking about? Where are we? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> um, but but yeah, so it was definitely that combo. So did you were you like scared to watch the show? Terrified. I'd never done anything on camera before, so I was like, I had. I didn't know it's uh, back to my dad who is the most supportive wonderful man in the world um but I remember oh, he that said makes to me, me happy cuz that's true. how he was on the OC He really is he's so like you know having him as sort of my rocket navigating this industry has been amazing 
But I remember he said to me after he saw the first like five episodes, he was like, I mean, you're really good. Because <laughs> sometimes you don't know. Yeah. I know you're great on stage, but it, and it's true. It's like, you know, there's different skill sets. And, and I, I was nervous. I was terrified. I was like, I could be so bad. Did you get to watch it before it aired? <laughs> Me, Elizabeth, and Nicole watched it, the first episode, in her trailer on her phone on a lunch break while we were shooting, like, one of the last episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So we, that. like, huddled over and we were just, like, yeah. watching it on her phone. So it was really fun. <laughs> but then, but that was, you know. Then I watched it like a year later on TV yeah. and and uh, Caroline Kepnes, who wrote the book, came over. Amber Childers came over and then we uh, FaceTimed Penn in because he couldn't find it on his TV. Um, <laughs> so he was in a hotel, to be fair. He was like, I don't know. And so we FaceTimed him in. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and what did it feel? I mean, you were telling us a little bit about how yes. it was like a sleeper hit, but like how did it feel from your end, like the reception that like as it started to go out into the world i was so thrilled i mean i think we were all really really proud of it and yeah. it was something that you know it, it felt so insular and and uh it was just we all had so much fun together and then to see the world kind of a- agree with us you mm-hmm. know it's so rare that you can have a project that you love and and but the world doesn't always agree and you, yeah. you don't always get the validation of everyone else being like yeah good job and you were right um and i think that for us it was kind of just like this this really 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 shocking response to kind of you know we knew we knew we had something really awesome on our hands but you know it's so rare that (laughs) the world agrees (laughs) except for Penn all of the girls on the show this is kind of like the first like big project right yeah and well Shay had Pretty Little Liars but beyond that but yeah so I mean me and Nicole is both of our first um (laughs) first jobs ever and then uh and Elizabeth had done Dead of Summer and she had done Once Upon a Time and she had done some other things, but this was her first like massive, yeah. massive role. I knew she looked familiar. It was Once Upon a Time. I loved Once Upon a Time. She is the greatest person on the planet. I am such a forever fan of Miss Elizabeth Lale. I love her. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. We love following all of your Instagrams and like oh. it feels like you guys have like a great, like you're all really good friends. Yeah, it's really true. I mean, Elizabeth and I were talking about this the other night actually that like, there so we did the first table read and then um they had this big dinner for all of us and it was just so it was like all the producers and then it was me pen elizabeth who else was at the dinner who else was there zach was there luca was there so it's like just the gang but me and elizabeth kind of like immediately like vibed with each other and we were yeah. both kind of like all right you're my person got it and then we just talked <laughs> about musicals all night long and it was just like she's someone it's like you know you there's just sometimes people you meet and you're like oh i get you yeah you, you know yeah. and she's just one of the hardest working most talented um people i've ever met and beyond that is just a truly loyal wonderful friend with the heart of gold so i adore Aww. her and and will you know i'll sing it from the rooftops she's amazing Aww. yeah you need a reunion i know we have reunions like once a week so oh okay <laughs> we'll yeah just, we'll keep we'll keep okay. live streaming it okay yeah. we'll invite us next time we will <laughs> we will She's we're crashing the best. Well, yes wait. grace's biggest question yes what was my question is beck still alive oh sorry the, i got this Catherine and i have never met before she walked <laughs> through the door we hugged we Im- immediately hit it off and i was like so is beck still t- is beck really dead <laughs> It was like the first thing I asked her. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a creep. I, I, as far as I know, I know as much as you guys know because okay. all I know is that I was w- what was in the scripts. Okay, 
But I think I think she's a goner. I do. I think she's. I think she's, she's done. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy stuff. I just did the Flash actually, and they were saying like, you know, everyone was joking that on all those shows they were like, once you're dead on the Flash, it doesn't mean you're dead on the Flash. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just no. There's yeah. some TV shows magic. that like you. You're you're like, oh wow. You know who knows? Yeah. You never know who's going to be popping back up. So yeah. we'll see. Oh man. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, who knows? <laughs> so Becca and I are both big gossip girl fans yes. like it's when i'm having a bad day like i put it on in the background and i feel better i love that so can you talk to us all at all about pen oh he's lovely oh my god he's one of the it's so funny because he that also makes me happy oh yeah he's amazing he's um my first sort of ever experience with him was like it was like the first we we're shooting the first episode and i was like walking past and his trailer door was open he's like hey he's like come on in and I was like, all right. And we sit down and we talk for an hour about philosophy and religion. And like, he's one of the smartest, most well-read people I've ever met. He's um such a good guy. He is, uh, I, there's like, I've, I've only the best things to say about him. He's really kind. He's really funny. He's so, so smart. Um, Great. He is a musician as well. So we talked about that a lot. And he's just, he's hardworking. He's talented. He's, he's the real deal. He's really A plus. Because that's so interesting. He's like not the character you're rooting for. Oh my god, yeah. I know. Yeah. But you still kinda like him even though yeah. he's terrible. You're like, well, but he's like still likable and like it's so he had to tweet yeah. something. He was like, You guys, like, you're not I supposed saw that. to fall in love with Joe or whatever. And I was like, All I've ever wanted is to be so hot that I have to convince people to not fall in love with me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's all I've ever wanted in this life. Yeah, I felt insane sentence to say. <laughs> that is true. It's like you know, you're he's a amazing. murderer, but you're so hot. You're you're totally totally fine. Well, Ted, it's the Ted Bundy thing. Yes. Yeah, it's oh like my God. you know, Joe totally. is Joe Ted Bundy. Oh, maybe. did I crack Modern it? Day <laughs> yeah. Ted Bundy reincarnate? Oh, well, I guess yeah, not re- probably not. But you know, yeah, honestly, it's a but yeah, Penn is is lovely and nothing like Joe. Thankfully. That's very, great. very smart. I think there's glad very Penn's not out there killing people. No, <laughs> I think there's very few people that could have played Joe with the care that he did and and with the sort of awareness of, of you know, sort of what the show was actually trying to do, which is not glorifying, you know, yeah. murder. It's really quite, you know, I mean, I think it's really interesting that things that we are so um, that we're sort of raised to believe through romantic comedies that are cute and romantic and these it's like you know right. when you look at it's like i was thinking about it, it's like if someone was throwing pebbles at your window that you didn't necessarily like that's not cute no, no that's, that's creepy. crazy yeah but it's like we see these grand gestures and these big things and you're like well it's a very fine line yeah between that and like murdering your friends yeah, yeah. you know which i wouldn't recommend to anyone I feel like so many romantic comedies, both books and movies, mm-hmm. really have fucked us up. Like a hundred percent. We talked about this on our episode with Ashley Spivey, really, in that like a lot of these a lot of these books that we read like make it like the guy's a total jerk or a total weirdo, 100%. but they still fall in love. Like that's not real life. Like no. pick the good guy, but they're like conditioning us mm-hmm. to like think that this bad behavior is okay. You're or also so that like like you can change a man. Like, yes. oh. I will always change. Yeah. The guy that will not is a change. Lie. Yeah. <laughs> a flat out lie. Yeah. People show you who they are within the first few times you meet them and they're going to stay like that. It's so true. It's so, so true. And we're so conditioned to believe that, you know, there's that the bad guy is really just, you know, misunderstood. Hard, you know, yes. that, not he everyone like is Jordan love. Catalano, you know? Yeah. He just, he just needs to meet the right woman to change Ugh. him. <laughs> 
I know, God, it's so true. It's so true. So I do, I think that, you know, it's kind of what I love so much about our show. As I, I always say, it was like, it's this, it's secretly the most feminist show in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what? but we, it's like my, uh, it's like that, it's like when you boil um, frogs, you start with, with lukewarm water and then you raise it up because if you, if you just put the frog in the boiling water, they'll, it'll hop out. Oh. And so it's like, you know, it's that. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're totally right. But it, it is. It's yeah. like, you know. Well, it's also such an interesting commentary on like, I, I thought the whole plot line of like what you could find out about somebody through their phone. Oh, terrifying. Oh my God, so I know. so terrifying and interesting, but it's so true. Like I'm, I'm probably like the least privacy obsessed person. Oh yeah. Like I'm like, oh, you know, like if the government's listening to me, if like, you know. The government does not give a shit about what I have to say. Like I know that for certain. Yeah. I'm like, they sure. would be so bored by me. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like, when Joe got her old phone and like, found out everything about her it's like oh my god like oh yeah. you terrible you don't i don't think about how much power my phone has mm-hmm. it's terrifying it makes Ugh. me think a lot about what i'm sharing on the internet too like as somebody who has like a larger social audience like yeah. it's now i'm like okay i'm gonna just post at when i finish doing that thing yeah yeah 100 percent. Yeah. it really does kind of it makes yeah. you think twice. Yeah. It was like a scary show. I mean, on the level that Joe was a murderer, it was a, it was like a 100%. legit scary show, but it was also like a subtly scary show with like the stalking. How much we so readily share. Yeah. You know, what is just available without breaking the law. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Terrifying. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um. Oh, so you was based on a book. Yes. Did you read the book? I did. Yeah. I read it um, right after I got the job. I went out and I bought the book and I read it. And my character was named Shauna in the book, mm-hmm. which um, I, I don't actually know why they changed, but we did. I like Annika. That's I a better too. name. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, but yeah, Caroline Kepnes, who wrote the book, is a really good friend of mine and she's a genius and, and has written like 87 more books since and she's just the coolest person ever and, you know, she's such a genius um and so like unassuming it's like she's the bubbliest person you Mm -hmm. will ever meet and she writes the most twisted fucked up stories she it's like she's my favorite favorite person to just i dive into her brain she's genius (laughs) yeah i love that she's so cool cool that's awesome well wait talk to us we want to hear all about jagged little pill oh my god so you were telling me a little bit earlier that it's not about alanis it's about a it's a totally original script yes yeah so, so Diablo Cody, yeah. I was going to say, who are you? In, can I, you say? Yeah, totally. I um, I play a 16-year-old girl, <laughs> keeping up my skincare regimen, um, <laughs> named Bella Fox. And she uh, – so basically it takes place in um, a fictional town, Greenport, Greenport Connecticut, um, okay. which is exactly what you'd imagine it is based on how it sounds. Um, and it sort of follows a family for um, – MJ the matriarch is is our lead character and uh basically it deals I mean it deals with sexual assault it deals with drug addiction it deals with identity it deals with um I mean everything it is it's really it's a show about what happens when you when you don't face your demons when you don't deal with things and they'll deal with you <laughs> and um it's all of Alanis's music from Jagged Little Pill it is all of um and some two brand new songs and then a couple songs from different albums that we've we've brought in but it's uh yeah it's a really really without giving away too much it's a really really powerful story and i've I've absolutely never seen a story like it told in a musical it's um the way that diablo writes 
she's so fearless and mm-hmm. she's so she's not afraid of exploring the messy areas. Um, you know, my character in particular um, deals with sexual assault. And so the way I, I remember when I got the audition sides and I, I read sort of there's this monologue I have and I had never seen someone address especially sexual assaults in such a honest and complicated way, just like the reality of it. And I think that that was so important to me, to the storytelling. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, she's, she's brilliant. We're, and Diane Paulus, our director is absolutely genius. And she's too, is unafraid of, you know, the reality of, of life and all of its complications and its messiness and its, you know, all the all the little jagged little pills. I was going to say the jagged edges, and I was like, I can't even say jagged. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's the truth. It's like, it's really you know, and and Diablo writes such brilliant female characters, and and yeah, she's so talented. So she wrote uh, Juno. What else did she write? Tully, which I think is oh my god, one of oh, the greatest I didn't movies. Know she wrote Tully. I didn't either. It's, did you see it? I didn't. I oh my god, watch have it. Heard such wonderful things. Okay, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Like. So she's just, she's amazing. Her brain is limitless and genius and hilarious. And yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I can't wait to see Jagged Little Pill. I'm oh, so it's, excited. It's a really, really special show this fall. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, how is, I'm curious, like how is doing a play, how is being in the theater hard. from TV? Oh, <laughs> hard. hard. It's hard. Um, you know, it's different in every single way. It's, uh, it's eight shows a week. It's, um, Eight shows a week. That, yeah. Oh my god. It's a lot. It's, I would. <laughs> you're, you are not made for the. I, I, no, I'm meant to be laying in bed. Like, <laughs> I, I am. I am not made for the elements, no. let alone performing eight shows a night. After our live show, we did one live yeah. show. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I need to like rec- re- just retreat from life for like a week. It's really. I mean, your body gets used to it, yeah. and, you, and you live your life differently. You know. I mean, yeah. when I'm doing a show, I I don't drink. I eat really clean. You work out you know and warm up your body in a certain way it's like you know it's it's like being an athlete and you have to treat your body like that and and you you speak differently and you're quiet and you you know Mm -hmm. but um and your whole life kind of revolves around maintaining your body for this you know three-hour marathon how long is the so it's eight shows a week for how long will it run hopefully forever but we'll see. Yeah. It shows a week But when forever. do you get a break? Um, you get, I think, I'm Sorry, trying to remember. No, it's this. great. I think you get one week off every six months. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, oh, but you get a day off a week. So you get Mondays off. Okay. So the schedule is like Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So okay. you usually have like from like Sunday evening to like Tuesday show time yeah. to relax. Okay. I also imagine that like because you're repeating it so many times, like yeah. it's kind of iterative where you can like build more nuance and you can yeah. like kind of refine it. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you get another shot versus for TV. They're like, and you well, don't know what they're the going to use on TV. That's the yeah. craziest thing is like, I'm, I'm really guilty of improving a lot, which is, is so annoying for editors. And I'm so sorry. Um, but it's like on TV, you you know, you don't know what take they're using. Mm-hmm. You don't like there's yeah. always a moment where you like do a take that is not your best. And you're like, that's the one that they're <laughs> going to use this one and I'm going to be screwed. I'm going to watch it and you're going to know. But it's just but, on you know, in theater, it's it's absolutely different every single night. And you vibe off the audience and the audience tells you just as much about what kind of a show it's yeah. going to be mm-hmm. as you tell them. And and it's just something it's living, it's breathing. It's um, it, there's nothing like it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a reason why people go back to the theater again yeah. and again and again even though it's 
it's less pay. It's, you know, a marathon mm-hmm. of a job. It's, it's, you're doing the same thing again and again, but it's magical. I mean, there's yeah. nothing like it. Yeah. It's also like a family. Oh, yeah. It's really, and especially the Broadway community on a whole is yeah. so intimate and is so, um, just so absolutely supportive of each other and, and, you know, it exists within like a 10 block radius. Yeah. So there's restaurants that everybody goes to and there's bars that everybody goes to and, and you see these people again and again and again. And, uh, and so I do think that it's, there's just, there's no industry in the world that's as contained and as supportive and, you know, as, and you get to know these people as it's family. Well, that's the next question we got. What are Times Square places that don't suck? Oh my God. Interesting. Yeah. Oof. I don't, I don't know them. So I'm curious yeah. too. Well, well, Times Square is the problem. You got to go to the outskirts. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, it's, it's, you just got to, I think actually in Times Square, Dos Caminos in Times Square is always, always a vibe. I, well, I love you even more. <laughs> I love Dos Caminos. I know. They have such a good margarita. Yeah. They have such good chips and guac. Oh, it's the guacamole. Like, it's really, they do a good it's guac. Really they good. do a good guac. Yeah. So that's like, that's always a fave. And actually, you know, I'd never been to Olive Garden and I told my friends and they took me to the Olive Garden in Times Square, which I hear is quite, quite famous. Who knew? They have their like New Year's thing where they sell. Oh, wait, that's insane. I don't know, like $300 or $400 tickets to what? eat at Olive Garden. I can't fuck with that. It has a view of the, of the ball. Of the ball. That's hilarious. Maybe that's what I'll do for New Year's this year. <laughs> Just go to go You to guys, OG. I'll yeah. see you at Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> when you're here, your family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so true. I my friend that. and I decided we were going to see a show and we decided we would go to Hard Rock Cafe for dinner. I and love we that. had the best time and we thought it was very funny. We were like, you know, Instagramming like the calorie counts on the menus and things. I got so astronomical. many astronomical. I got so many concerned DMs from people who were like, oh, there's better places to eat. I was like, I know this was supposed to be fun. Like, oh. like don't don't worry. Like Where I lived in New York cafe? 12 years. It's somewhere in the 40s. Of, that makes sense. Yeah. That there's checks a big out. Sign. Yeah. <laughs> look for the big guitar yeah, sign. That's real. That's so real. What are the places around Times Square then? Let's see. Um, well, the, the greatest cup of coffee is at this place called Frison, or fr- maybe it's Frisian. We always called it Frison, and then everyone started calling it Frisian, but we started going there first, so I'm going to say it's Frison. Um, okay. And that's on like 47 and 8. I'm okay. trying to think of like, I don't want to give any, any secrets away. Yeah. Any of the, any, cause then, cause then they'll blow up. I just never know what to do when I'm over there. Me either. Yeah. I'm like, oh. You know what I well, do? We like Lily's. Lily's was where oh, we. Lily's is a good, yeah. p- good spot. I didn't actually realize there was a Lily's there until last yeah. week. Yeah. I always Lily's love Lily's in Union Square. Lily's is great. Um, when I have time to kill though in Times Square, I go to one of those like nail places and get a massage. That's like the, what I do oh, to kill time. Yeah. It's like the greatest. That's greatest. actually a really good. Instead of like sitting idea. in a coffee shop, yeah. you just like get a thirty minute massage and like, like yeah, settle your ones. brain. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a really good spot on forty second and ninth, and they do a full lay flat thirty minute massage. Ooh. And it's like if you are exhausted and you're running in between things, and you have thirty minutes, changes your day. Oh, that's yeah. great. You're making me want a massage. I know. I'm. Uh, the more yeah. I'm talking, I'm like, what time is it right now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can, can I do get this a today? Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we have this like slush bucket of questions. I love yeah, it. Just a bunch Let's of random dive in. stuff. So, what advice would you have for somebody who might be aspiring to go into acting? It's such a hard industry. Like, yeah. I mean, we have no yeah. advice, so we do not we're looking know. at you. I would say. Number one, make sure it's acting that you love 
um, and know that it's going to be really hard and there's nothing about it that's, you know, I think that uh, some people can have the idea that it's this really glamorous thing and it's really, you know, it's like all hotel rooms and makeup artists and events and pretty dresses and, you know, big movies. And, and the reality of it is it's a lot of auditions and a lot of no and a lot yeah. of reasons you're, you know, it's, it's a lot of side jobs. It's a lot of, um, you know, wondering if you're nuts for even trying it in the first place. So it's, I think that make sure that, that telling stories and as a cliche as that is, but make sure that that is absolutely the only yeah. thing in the world that you want to do. Because if you can't fall back on that core belief, you'll lose your mind. Cause right. it's just, it's too hard otherwise. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's hard if you're not making it, but then even when you're making yeah. it, it's also hard. That's the thing is like, there's not this one point where it's like things get better. You right. know what I mean? It's always hard. It's always exhausting. It's always going to, you know, pull from different parts of you and, and so I think that, um, yeah, just just keep falling back on what you actually love about it and reminding yourself that, like, you know, anything that we're doing is telling stories and, and communicating and, and that that's the core of it. And as long as you keep that in mind and take classes and get a coach and read books about it and, mm -hmm. and learn from the greats and see theater and um, say yes to every opportunity, no matter how big or small, you know, yeah, I think just, you know it's it's a wild ride but if you love it dive in and <laughs> try everything yeah. you know yeah along those lines of confidence you're very open about your struggles with body confidence yeah so how have you developed more confidence how do and how do you deal with bad days you know it's interesting i think for me i i started i remember the first time i ever got bullied for my body was when I was six. I was on the what? I was what? on the school bus and this kid came up to me and pushed me back on the seat and he was like, shut up, you're fat. And I was like, I am? <laughs> and I was like, oh I just remember thinking oh like, wait, okay, that's like, cause yeah. you know, at that age you're trying to figure out like, I'm this, I'm that. And you I don't was even like, have like a consciousness or Yeah, I had no awareness. You don't even know probably what fat even means. No, you're no just like, clue. What? You're just like, I guess that's it's what I am good now. Thing. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I remember going home and, and sort of talking about it. And it just from that point on became sort of a part of my identity. And I became more and more conscious of it. And then in middle school, I got bullied for my weight a lot. Um, there was this group of guys that was uh, that were just so mean to me. Um, so, you know, they would make fake YouTube accounts calling me fat. And, no, you know, oh yeah. And just like you're talking about my man shoulders and all these different things. And and they would point and laugh at me in the hallways. And then that made my friends not be friends with me anymore because I wasn't cool with the popular guys that were like sending me all these messages. So it was just like, you know, I I lost every relationship I had, every friendship I had because of what I then believed it was because of my body, because I didn't look a certain way, because I wasn't, I didn't look like my friends who were, you know, you know, had different bodies, had different energies. I was kind of like the, you know, funny but not funny. I was just like a loud girl that did musicals that had be become friends with these popular girls. And I think, and these popular boys from the year above me had a problem with that. And, um, wow. and so I think for me, it was like my worth was so inherently tied into what I looked like because I sort of was made to believe that's, that's what I was. And that was sort of all I was. And so the more I sort of lost my, my friends and my social circle, the more I dove into songwriting, the more I dove into theater and, and I sort of found a group of friends that where that wasn't important and where all we loved to do was like sing and dance and like, you yeah. know, and, you know, play silly games and have slumber parties. And, and I, 
sort of started to to understand that there were two parts of my life. There was this one part that, you know, where I felt bad all the time and, and it was reliant on the way my body looked. And then there was this part of me where I was like, oh, but when I'm doing a show, like that's when I feel great. And so, you know, throughout high school, it was definitely more of a struggle, but it got to the point where I kind of hit a breaking point where I felt so bad about myself. And I realized I was like, I, number one, I'm the one that gets to decide what I'm doing and, and yeah. how I feel about myself. And, and none of these beliefs about myself have to do with the fact that like, I, I like to write and I like to play guitar and I like to sing and these don't inhibit me. And I am healthy. I do take care of my body. I do. So the more I sort of started to understand that it was like this belief system that I created that I wasn't good enough because of a certain way I looked, it was just that all sort of started to fade away. And, you know, it was, but it's, it's entire, it was for me, it was entirely mental. Um, and just the less, the more I've put focus on the things that I, I can do, that mm -hmm. I can sing and I can do all these things, the more I've fallen in love with sort of the physical aspects of, of my life as well. Um, and so I think it's just, and I think it's getting older. <laughs> yeah. Know? I think it's just like, oh, I, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. It just doesn't. And if, and you get to decide if you like yourself. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> how exciting. How yeah. is, um, being on TV affected your confidence because you yeah. know with editing you don't get to pick oh, the, no. the shots yeah. of you that are going up there it's just it, it is you just see it um I mean it's definitely something that's on my mind and yeah. it's definitely you know I definitely know there's roles I'm not gonna get because mm -hmm. of the way I look I know that there's there's I will never get cast as the ingenue who falls in love with a you know pretty boy in a romantic comedy like that's just but that's also that's not i would never get I'm, that's not my personality that's whatever yeah. that's fine um and i know a lot of that has to do with the way i look and i know that you know if i were to drop a ton of weight i'd probably book more jobs and there's a reality in the system that is unfortunate and is the way it is but one of the really cool things about you was that annika is not ashamed of the way she looks and she's not so yeah. there was this i had this total freedom in the character gorgeous and aspirational and like yeah. it's it's i loved that about it yeah it was something that for me i was like oh it's just there was such freedom in she had such freedom in the character that i was kind of like i don't care if my if i look whatever way it's like you know yeah. i had this this total um it was really liberating uh but yeah there was definitely moments where i was like oh I don't know about this angle. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't have chosen this one. But I think that's so normal. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. everyone that takes a bad photo, that's okay. And and that's what that's what life is, you know? So I'm sure you're you are human. Yes. You have bad days. Oh my god, yeah. Where you, you don't feel great about yourself. Very many you, of them. How do you not like fall into the hole? How do you deal with bad days? Um I'm a big believer in letting yourself feel everything you're gonna feel. I don't think there's ever, I don't think you ever win anything by, by pretending like you're not sad when you are. And yeah. there's no, you know, gold medal for false optimism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, I you, love that. Yeah. You just, yeah. you have to feel what you're feeling. You have to deal with it. Yeah. Or otherwise you're just putting it away and it's going to hit you in the face later. And so for me, it's if I'm having a bad day, sometimes the answer is staying in bed and watching Grey's Anatomy. Sometimes the answer is going out to dinner with my friends. Sometimes the answer is working out. Sometimes like there's, you just have to your body is so smart it's so smart and it tells you exactly what it needs and every time i haven't listened to it i freely regretted it and i still don't listen to myself all the time sure. you know th yeah. there's i'm not i'm certainly not perfect but i do try and remember that you know <sighs> your body knows what it needs and what it wants and yeah and on bad days sometimes you just gotta like 
what did I, I learned a great word the other day that was all about it. And now I'm going to forget what it is. I'm going to remember it later. But it was just like about that. Like, sometimes you got to sit in your feels. Yeah. 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 Sometimes that's the answer. Yeah. Um. So you said that you, you're never going to get cast as the ingenue. But yeah. if you got to. That would be boring pick, anyway. Yeah. If you got Fuck to that. No your- dick jokes for the ingenue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'd do. If you got to pick your dream role in film or Annie, theater. In the musical Annie. Annie. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, it's my favorite show. I mean, I have a lot of favorite shows and I'm never going to get to play it for a very good reason. She's a child. Um, <laughs> Your Annie days are But gone. I just, I was literally sitting in the car yesterday and I was singing Maybe, which is oh, like I my love favorite that. song. And I was like, I'm never going to get to sing this. But it's okay. I'll survive. No. Maybe I, like an all adult production. Yeah. That would be Maybe. so perverse. Don't you think? Like the Daddy Warbucks relationship would really oh, it's like analyzed. Yeah. Weird and <laughs> sexual. It's like, I don't know. That might ruin it for me. No, I would. I mean, Miss Hannigan, I would love to play one day. Um, but uh, oh, there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. My God. Um, I think it hasn't been written yet. I think there's so many female roles that we get to. We're gonna get to find in this sort of really exciting new wave of female and non-binary creators. Not that I don't love men because I do and they're great and necessary but i think there's some really <laughs> exciting talent coming up right now and yeah ready to tell stories that that we haven't heard yet and i'm um those are the roles i want yeah i'm very excited about this new this new wave yeah, yeah. us too so the next question is kind of a random one but <sighs> like literally it showed up in my little in the question yeah. box so many times oh no i don't even know who this person is okay I'm totally out of pop culture okay how did you meet Abigail Lauren? Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so she's actually best friends with this incredible artist, Harper Gray, who I've been writing music with. Oh, okay. And so that's pretty much it. And so I was writing music with Harper in uh, in Nashville. And and I think it's because I was at her birthday party, so I was writing music with uh, oh, with okay. Harper in Nashville. And, and she is so cool. Wait, Abigail is really cool. Who's Abigail Lauren? Yeah, who is she? <laughs> she's that she's been my her friend, first Harper's question. friend. <laughs> Wait, I don't know yeah. why people are so curious. Someone said she's friends with Taylor Swift. That was oh, the other yes. thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, okay. But, um, but she's best friends with this incredible artist, Harper Gray, who's recording a song I wrote called I Want to Wear a Dress, um, I think this week, actually. And she's uh, we met years ago, and we've been writing together for her project, and so that's been really, really fun. And Abigail is absolutely lovely, and Harper's lovely, and listen to her music, and yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it to all who wrote in. All the that's so funny. That question came up a lot. Yeah, it was the question we got asked the most. Like, that more is than body hilarious. confidence. More than you questions. But I was like I feel like we always get weird questions about like how do you know this person? Yeah, like, that with, makes sense. Um with like Ashley, Ashley Spivey, Spivey, it was like, how do you know Emily Favreau? And it was like she was yeah. like, What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think people I think it's so funny because it's like when you when you see someone on TV or you see someone yeah, it's sort of in pop culture, it's like you rarely remember that there's like real life beyond it. And so yeah. when you see friendships, you're always like, wait, you have friends? How did you guys meet? You know yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. is there some secret club? <laughs> it's like, you know, and yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, you know, so I love that. But yeah, Abigail is lovely. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, this is something that I'm really curious yeah. about. Yeah. What do you do during all the downtime you have? What downtime? Or rehearsals? <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, my phone. I mean, I, phone. I wish I was better. Like, I wish I could be or like, a 30 minute massage. Bugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, on set, it's like I never bring my phone actually on set. I leave it in my trailer. That's like it's my favorite thing about working is that I'm like I get time away from it because if it's on me, I'm on it. And it's yeah. just yeah. I, I'm terrible about it. But like I'll leave it in the car for dinners and stuff just because I know I don't have any willpower. Um, 
but what else do I do? I mean, you know, talk to people, you nap, especially like in rehearsals for musicals. It's like the downtime is generally just like spent. I'm really known for um, a floor lay. Like I loved being, I'm like sitting on the floor. I'll choose the floor over a chair. I, I like to sit the on the floor too. Me too. It's just, it's yeah. good. it feels good. You're grounding. And um, we had a lot of prop couches in Jagged Little Pill. So I was always on a prop couch. Basically, I'm really lazy and I'm on my phone and I'm laying down. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's so funny because those are the only, that's the only downtime I feel like I ever have them. I'm like overbooked my schedule like a crazy person. And so I feel like the only time I actually sit is when I'm like, getting paid to and i'm not allowed to go anywhere and then yeah. i'm like oh this is amazing i should do this all the time <laughs> you know what i mean yeah listen to podcasts a lot yeah. of comedy you know yeah what are your favorite podcasts i love doc shepherds i love it so yeah. much um i'm obsessed oh i love pete holmes's as well um uh anna ferris i love her love her i love i mean i'm a i love comedians so much so basically like i'm a big mike Birbiglia fan so he had a podcast for a minute getting ready for his broadway show and i listened to that obsessively um usually honestly like i'll search my favorite comics in like the podcast thing and mm -hmm. then i'll just listen to episodes yeah. they've done because yeah. i love their stories and comedians are so funny obviously duh um but so that's that's kind of it that's kind of how i find yeah new stuff yeah do you have any other favorite comedians i i love comedy too Ugh. so okay i do because they're all my friends i've like now become like so immersed in this sort of comedy world just because i'm i've started fangirling too hard and um well mike Birbiglia is not a friend i'm a massive fan of his and i yeah. was really excited because i went to his opening night and they made this whole video and they're like mike's friends doing impressions of him and i was just there because they i think they know i'm a fan <laughs> and I, but I was included in this category of Mike's friends, and I was like, "That is my dream." <laughs> I'm like, I love him so much, and You're like, um, I manifested this. Literally, I was to like, it friend. was like John Mulaney and me, and I was like, I don't belong here at all, but I will take it. And um, so my favorite comedians, uh, Daniel Sloss is a genius in his special. He has two specials on Netflix right now. He's taping another one soon. I adore him. He's brilliant. Alex Edelman is one of my best friends, and he's absolutely brilliant. Does he have a special? He has a special out. I think in the uk okay but he has a million things like mm -hmm. look him up he's genius yeah and he's writing now for a genji cohen show like he's just the coolest um john rudnitsky who's on snl and now he do he's doing stand-up and he's an amazing actor he's brilliant he does oh my god he's the greatest with physical comedy i've ever ever seen in my life um who else who else who else do i love um i'm gonna look all these people up and watch their specials now it's like, yeah, it's there. Those three are like three of my best friends and three brilliant comics. And, okay. Um, so definitely look them up. And uh, did I, I feel like I'm forgetting a really, really obvious one, but I'll remember. Okay. Yeah. So last question for oh, you. Boy. We ask all of our guests. Yes. This. What's something you're obsessed with right now? Everything. Everything. I'm such an obsessive person. <laughs> um, what am I obsessed with? Okay. It's an obsession that you can share that somebody else can like partake hmm. in. A product or a Let's book or see. a show or a person. Oh. 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 I like this reaction. Oh. Yeah. I just saw it for the third time last night. So it's called What the Constitution Means to Me. It's a play here in New York. It's only running for like 10 more weeks. It is the greatest piece of theater I've ever seen in my life. It is so impactful. It will make you think. It will make you just it, – it changed my life. It is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. This isn't even on my radar. Oh, yeah, it's, same. Well, it's really – so it was off-Broadway and – um. I transferred to Broadway a couple weeks ago as a limited run. It is 
I don't even I want everyone to go in blind like it is just one of the greatest shows I've ever seen it's okay. so important um, and I think it's going to change the world so do you, you gotta have, go I'm going to give you a second obsession do you have something that isn't physically in New York for people good point good point um, uh, yes probably um whew. I mean I'm so lame with like beauty products I like don't know anything I'm um let's see I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to think of even music. I, I, I listen to a lot of like a strange combination of like musicals and, and you know, I've been listening to a ton of King Princess lately. I've oh, really, yeah. really, really been listening to a lot of her. I don't um, know who that is. I'm going to have to check. You've oh, heard her songs. Amazing. You would know okay. who she is if you heard King it. Princess? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think that's like, you know, I've been, uh, I think that's kind of it. I don't know if I'm obsessed with anything. I'm obsessed with everything right now, but that feels like. That feels like a that King feels, Princess okay. and what the Constitution means Yeah, to and I'm going to leave here and I'm going to be like, oh, I just thought of 75 more things. Honestly, I think is. because I'm so newly vegan, I'm also obsessed with like finding like vegan restaurants yeah. and things that I love. Mm -hmm. And and so that's been the other the other fun sort of of the past week experiment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to stay vegan so hard. Yeah. Oh my God, I couldn't do it. I it's, know. it's an adventure. It's cheese been easier be than hardest. I thought. I was going to say cheese, yeah. There are some vegan cheeses. And they're not bad. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> You're learning. I'm okay, learning so hard. Yeah. We're so glad that you came oh, on the podcast. Thank you so much for it having me. So this has fun. been a blast. This was so much fun. It's we been had a great blast. time. Oh my God. I had the best time too. This is the best. Can you tell people where they can Wait, find you? You get your own oh, yeah. desperation minute. Okay, cool. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's Catherine Gallagher. Catherine with a Y. Yes, Catherine with a Y. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Um, Twitter, Catherine G. Um, uh, come to Jagged Little Pill in the fall. Watch you on Netflix. I'll probably release music at some point in, my, in the near future. When is The Flash? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, it airs on Tuesday. So I think by the time we do this, it will have already aired. So okay. watch it on buy it on iTunes. I don't know how you watch show, the CW shows. I think you have to buy them on okay. iTunes. Or, or it'll be like next season on Netflix. Okay. okay. But yeah, it was Danielle Panabaker's episode. She directed it. And she's amazing. And so it'll be fun. So watch Yay. that. Yeah. Yay. Amazing. Awesome. Guys, you're amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're amazing. It's a mutual admiration society. Yes. <laughs> Grace, how amazing is Catherine? Oh my gosh. I I just love her. Like, do you think we can make her a real friend? I don't know. I hope so. I mean, we have she's, a good track record. We have record. a very good track record. But now that she's going to be um, performing, like you heard that schedule. I know. We have catfished 90% yeah. of our guests into being our real life friends. Yeah. I feel good about that. I do too. I do mm -hmm. too. So other than Catherine, tell me what you're obsessed with. My newest one is Summer Friday's R&R &R mask. Is that the rose one? Yes. So I haven't tried it. It's Now that we're neighbors, I'm just going to come down, yeah. put some on I'm my face. I'm worried about Becca just coming over and taking over my bath, my bathroom. It's probably going to happen. So um, if you know, if you read my blog or like listen to this podcast, I'm sure I've talked to, about it before, but Summer Friday's love i love all of their masks i will say that my favorite of all of their masks is still the original jet lag mask because it's just so hydrating it's great for airplane flights it's like kind of just like a miracle cream but the new r&r &R mask is a little bit like a face scrub a little bit like a moisture mask and it smells so good like roses i am obsessed with it i used it as soon as I got back from LA and like, it just makes your skin glow, but also is very, very hydrating and like a great exfoliant. Oh, it's exfoliating. Yeah. It has like a little, like some little grains in it. Huh. I'm intrigued. Yes. How about you? 
Okay, my obsession is Lizzo's new album. I wanted to steal this obsession from her, but I wasn't allowed. I talked about Lizzo's Instagram a few months ago. I am a Lizzo stan from the very beginning, but her new album came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know, like a week and a half ago. It is so good. It is so, so good. I'm Go listen to it. It's called um, Cause I Love You. And it's awesome. I feel like Lizzo's going to blow up. And I just want to say, like, I've been on the Lizzo train from the beginning. I only found Lizzo because of you, and I love her. I, one time, Grace and I were at dinner, and we had had a lot of wine, and I made her promise that she would get Lizzo to be a guest on this podcast, and she said she would. I don't think she's done anything about it. I haven't. I I didn't quite realize what a big deal Lizzo was when I promised And at the time, she didn't know who Lizzo was, but she did promise me. And Are we I don't think have a friendship breakup if I don't get Lizzo. No, but like I want you to try. I'm going to try. Okay. I have a pretty good track record with locking down guests. Everyone has said yes to me so far. I know. Yeah. What about on Instagram? Can I go first? I'm yes. so excited about this. Okay. So oh. while I was at this bachelorette party, my friend Ashley was telling me about somebody that she works with who has a pet pig, not a mini pig, like a 60 pound pig. And he has an Instagram. His Instagram is Oliver the Traveling Pig. I'm looking up this right now. First of all, he's a very photogenic pig. I love him. I get kind of grossed out by pigs. I I mean, the cleanliness thing, maybe. But oh, my God, I'm obsessed with him. I will say the downside to following him is that I am getting a lot of DMs from other pigs on Facebook. And I don't really know what they think is going to happen. That happened to me. I was following this bunny that I loved. And then I started getting all these other bunnies following me. This was on my personal, my secret account that no one knows about. It has like 100 followers. Um, And I followed this bunny. And then all these bunnies were requesting to follow me. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a downside. But Oliver the Traveling Pig is. Oh, fuck. This pig is cute. It looks clean. (laughs) I know. Isn't he cute? It's like pink and clean. I'm into him. I know. He's cute. That's what he was like a baby. I'm showing her all these obnoxious pictures. Oh, my God. All right, Grace. This sounds like something that I would like. What is yours? Oh, it's so great. So it's called Drawings of Dogs. How did you discover this and not me? I don't know. I like it, though. So it's a meme account, but they're wholesome memes on, soci- on social justice. So it's very, very fun. And it's Drawings of Dogs, but there's always like a nice like social justice story. Oh, but the pictures aren't dogs. No, they most of them are. They were dogs. Yeah. I think they've expanded from dogs. This one's a banana. Like this one says, maybe dogs are a man's best friend because gender norms deny men physical intimacy in their other friendships. Like it's just funny. Okay, I'm going to follow this. Yeah. It's really good. I'd like I would like more dogs on this. Yeah. Well, why don't we DM him? Yeah. Yeah. Becca, what about you? What do you mean what about me? I told you. What oh, I'm sorry. Following. We've had a long day. We recorded with another guest starting at three. And now, so we've been recording for five hours and doing work stuff. Sorry. I am off my game. Becca, what are you reading right now? Okay. So we both have, we have one in common. I read it first. I'm being so annoying right now. So I uh, was saying last week that I was reading More Than Words by Jill Santopolo and I finished it. I thought it was an a minus. So like really good. What oh, did you think? I only gave it a B plus. Close though. Yeah, like, close. It's close. great. It was really good. It's about- I just loved the light we lost so much. I 
liked this one better than The Light We Lost. Like, I felt like The Light We Lost was, like, a little too crushing. Yeah, I guess I like to be crushed. I liked this one better. I'm a masochist. It's about this woman who is the heir to a New York City hotel fortune, and she is dating her long-term best friend who's, like, from high society. Their family all wants them to be together, but she is working on a political campaign, and she has a crush on her boss, and so the whole story is, like, her deciding which way to go. Spicy. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, too. Well, so this was what I read as well. But why don't you finish what you what else you read? Okay. So the other book, this is the start of my campaign to get Grace to make this a bad on paper book club pick. Is this really a campaign? Like, you know that I want to do this, too. Okay. So I read American... We we're getting this author on, too, because she's our friend. So um, American Royals, which is Catherine McGee's new book that comes out September 3rd. She's the author of... Um, the Thousandth Floor books. Yes. And this is her new – I think it's also going to be a trilogy. And the premise is if America was – or the U.S., instead of George Washington being the first president, if he was the first king of America. So the U.S. has a royal family, and it's told in present day, and it's the descendants of George Washington or the royal family – and it is, there are so many unsupervised teenagers. They are real rich. It is great. I cannot wait to read this. I've been kind of trying to save it because it doesn't come out till September. I was trying to and I couldn't. I, I I feel like sometimes, I don't. not that people get mad, but like, I don't like to talk about books that don't come out for, you know, five months. Totally. But I, I told you I've been having a bad week and I was like, I'm getting down with this brain candy. I feel like maybe I'm going to need that. Oh my but god, I'm it's reading so good. It's Ugh. like an A plus book. Oh my god! The I'm only so thing excited. that I have to complain about it is that it's a trilogy, so now I have to wait for the next one. That was how I felt with all the Thousandth Floor books. Like, oh, Catherine is just so talented. I DM'd her last night after I finished it, and I was like, Catherine, this is so good. Like, so good. I'm obsessed with this. It's going to be a hit. Like, save it to Goodreads, pre-order on Amazon, whatever you do. We'll obviously remind you, and I want it to be our book for September, but, like, it is great. Ugh, what I about you? What What else did you read? So I also read More Than Words by Jill Santopolo, and I, I loved it. I read it in one day because I was just kind of like – this was this weekend was kind of when I got over all this anxiety and stuff and finally had time to just chill. Like, I did not – look at my computer. I had a very calm day. I didn't look at the DM folder. I just chilled out and it felt so good. So I read that. And then I also, and I read this bef actually before More Than Words, but it's I hadn't talked about it last week. And that was The Last Dinner Party by Karen Dukas. And I loved it because it was set on Cape Cod. This I only gave a B. Um, I liked it a lot. It has to do with like this whole literary circle on Cape Cod. And there's this there's kind of a love triangle. Um, it was good. It just didn't grab me, and it felt like it was very literary, so it was a little bit slow. Um, Wait, it's not the last dinner party. It's the last book party. Oh, my God. You guys. I was like, this sounds so familiar. Yeah, because I was thinking of the dinner party with Rebecca Searle. Sorry, the last book party. You guys, it's been a long day. I'm so sorry. I started working at 8, and it's now 8.30, so this is what happens. Um, the Last Book Party by T Karen Dukas. And 
She reached out. She knew that I'm from Cape Cod. So I wanted to love it more than I did. And I would still say it's a great book to read. But especially and especially if you like worked in publishing in the 80s, like I think that you'll like really get a lot out of this. How many of our of our listeners worked in publishing in the 80s? I mean, my mom did in the 70s and she listens. But so maybe not. But it's it's a great book. And I don't want to discourage people from reading it. But it's not the best thing I read. Okay. Yes. Noted. I have a copy. I probably am still going to read it. Yeah. So if you are looking for something to read this month for a book club, we are reading Normal People by Sally Rooney. Yes. Grace, give a quick description because I haven't read it yet. So Normal People by Sally Rooney is kind of this love story that starts out when these this um, young couple is in high school and it follows them all the way through um, high school, through college, and then after. And it's kind of like if you ever had that person in your life that you feel like just gets you, but then it never really works out between you, that's kind of the way that I would summarize it. It's a love It's a love story, but not a romance, I would say. Okay. Um, this book I'm really excited it's about. It's gotten a lot of buzz. It came out in the UK last summer. And it was long listed for the Man Booker Prize. It's gotten so much praise. Mm-hmm. I know Grace read it last month and really liked it. So I'm very excited to dive into it's this one. It's really beautifully written. Like Sally Rooney is an amazing writer. Yeah. So, it's different than most books we read here because it's definitely like a smart book. We're smart. We're smart. But we don't always – like most of our book club picks yeah. are like pretty light. Well, pick it up. Read with us this month. And in the meantime, Grace – where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Grace Atwood or at my blog where I post Monday through Saturday, thestripe.com. Don't even bother finding me. Just go to our website, badonpaperpodcast.com backslash live and come to one of our shows. Come to our shows. Bring all of your friends. Tell everyone you know. Please do it. It's going to be so fun. So I will just say, sorry. <laughs> I thought the episode was ending. The episode is about to end. But I will just say I never understood the point of a podcast live show because I was like, why would people want to come meet us? But it's actually just so much fun. It's I enjoy being up on the stage with you so much. And we have so much fun. Becca is hilarious. I'm more like funny and like laugh at me as I make a mistake. But Becca is like the wittiest. And she basically should be a comedian. No pressure or anything. Yeah. So come see us. Come see Becca be funny. Come laugh at me for just being dumb. But it's going to be great. We can't wait. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.